two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Very, very nervous. It's like a crossover event or something. Well, I just feel so humbled to be a, a guest here, is all. You know, showing up on your doorstep, hat in hand, asking for handouts. Wiz- wizard's hat in hand? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Okay, what's going on here? Here we are at the Two Wizards podcast. My name is Mark. I'm a wizard. My co-host, Josh the Wizard, is conspicuously missing he's just gone i don't know what happened to him he like opened up a rift somewhere said screw you guys i'm going to utah and now he's disappeared but then uh featherbottom the warlock shows up at in my chimney and then as soon as i'm trying to chase him out i got another knock at the door and who's who are you sir who who do you bring to this wizard's tower well I, i'm brad I'm talking to you brad oh great yeah okay yeah i'm brad and i uh, sorry you call me a wizard's apprentice i suppose Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, like I say, humbled to be here. Uh, absolutely thrilled. Uh, you know, getting connected with uh, some old wizard acquaintances and friends that used to live with, play beer pong with, uh, get carried back home drunkenly through the icy snow. By yeah. Drop your sweet ass Broncos hat in the puddle, even though I was like, sure, I could carry you over it, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Weezer hat, and it it stayed dry the Weezer, whole time. Yes. We got we I got know, very wet. I know because I dropped you, and you like you whipped it into the yard. Like <laughs> you did the Mario Odyssey cappy throw on it, got it straight up on the sidewalk in a dry patch, and and then we. It was a cold night. I was cold and yeah, dripping was... the rest of that walk. <laughs> Felt like such an asshole. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in my wizard's tower? Um, well, I guess it's Featherbottom the dog quaffer, but I thought this was dang old podcast, man. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Dang old podcast? <laughs> oh, you mean the hey guys, it's Johnny. podcast. I, I Johnny. do mean that, yes. I, I really do. It's me, Johnny, guys. It's it's Johnny from the dang old podcast, sometimes known as Featherbottom the dog quaffer. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm I'm here. I got to stand in. Um, I, I I am I am also a apprentice wizard. This is this is only a, I've only guest starred here a handful of times, and I don't know if you could call any of them guest stars. More like oh, I beg also rands. One year ago today, we cut professional wrestling four goddamn times. Uh, that did, yeah, but a lot of it was my technical difficulty. So that's that's not something a star should be doing to you. It's all right. It happens. You know, it does. Well, um, and, Mark, if if I may, what's what's bringing us together on this fortuitous occasion? Well, um, tonight is a very special night. I have called this gathering, this meeting, this conclave of the High Hammock Studio to bring us all together. Number one, because Brad is right, we are connecting with old friends, and that is fantastic. We're going to do that in a very special way, but also parlaying to that special way. Um, Brad is the host of the new House High Hammock show, I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, that I appear as his co-host, which is super cool. And tonight is celebrating that, and this is a chance for maybe the two Wizards audience to, you know, who 
who maybe wouldn't find us right out of the gate, you know, maybe get kind of a feel for who Brad is as a person and like, hey, this this is something that I can look forward to. I know we got those listeners who are just so hungry for more high hammock. But then, Johnny, you're here too. And you and I are like, I think, you know, we're the team of Dangle Podcast. And you're here to help us celebrate this. Josh might show up. He was kind of waylaid in Utah. He said he might be here. He said he might not. Um, you know, we just saw tornado shut down an airport in Chicago. So I don't trust anything at this point. But to that end, gentlemen, what is in your wizard's cups tonight? Oh yeah, I am drinking a Modelo, my my one of my favorite brews here, just nice and crisp and light. Easy going. Right on. Can never really go wrong. You can never really go wrong with a Modelo Especial. Uh, I got a little bit more bougie here um, because, guys, you know me and my love of Germany and Kolsch and Mark's hatred of Kolsch, which is great. So I'm drinking a Strawberry Sky Fruit Forward Kolsch-style ale from Breckenridge Brewery. It is very girly, and it's very delicious. I love it. That sounds gross. I'm sorry. Strawberry Sky. Yeah, that sounds like... I'm out. <laughs> it's going to be a pass for me, dog. More for me. More for me. It's all good. How about you, Mark? What's in your wizard's tankard? Um, out of Pikes Peak Brewing Co., I have a Devil's Head Red Ale. It's 7.3 alcohol by volume, so tonight's going to be a fun night. Woo! <laughs> Starting strong. So here's on you, gentlemen. All right. It's pretty goddamn good. Woo! Cheers. Indeed. And so, all right. Well, what we're doing tonight, guys, is going to be kind of a callback to an episode that Josh and I did back in December where we just sat together and watched some, like, just watched our favorite Adult Swim cartoons. And I have asked you each to prepare two tonight, and I prepared two tonight, and Josh maybe prepared two tonight, and we're just going to watch them. And listeners, you're going to travel through time with us as we get shithoused and watch Adult Swim cartoons and laugh like we were in college, but you won't hear that <laughs> laughter, but you'll hear us laughing after the fact. Um, so we're going to kick this off with my pick. We're going to start with um, Season 2, Episode 3 of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. The Devlin made me do it. Gentlemen, do you know what Harvey Birdman is? Have you watched it before? Is this something you guys are into? Oh, this is brand new to me. I, I've seen the, the Harvey Birdman bumpers on Adult Swim, but I never watched it. So this is all all brand new to me. Yeah, I, awesome. I, awesome. I, I, I've seen a few episodes. I know kind of the general thrust, right? Birdman is a lawyer. His boss is um, Stephen Colbert playing Nick Fury, more or less, is the way I would describe yeah. it, right? Um, yeah. And he uh, advocates for uh, old Hanna-Barbera cartoons like Grape Ape and Huckleberry Hound and snaggled puss and, and that stuff right it's uh mm-hmm. I, it's right up my alley as far as concepts go but uh really excited to watch a little bit more of it hell yeah well with that being said uh we will see you guys later and gentlemen let's press play all right little bobby have you ever watched that program where they fix up a victorian home yeah sure after watching that program did you feel like fashioning a window box or hanging drywall no or when you see someone on TV driving a luxury German automobile, a sexy model in the passenger seat, does that make you want to do the same? Yes. Bobby, isn't television safe for the good kids? The ones who go to bed on time and don't file frivolous lawsuits? The kids who understand our simple voluntary television rating system? TVY, TVY7, TVY7FV for fantasy violence. How much clearer can we make it, Bobby? Bobby, who can stand? 
You saw him scratch his nose? Yes. When they were prying his little wheelchair off the truck, he went like... <laughs> 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 Oh. All right, there we go. Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, Season 2, Episode 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. What'd you guys think? I laughed through the whole thing. I, wonderful. Wonderful. I, it, it, that is, it's like an animation and writing style that I just, like, it's iconic of the era. Because there's so much deadpan in that and so much shit going on in the background that you have to watch it multiple times. I, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. The pace is frenetic there, right? Like, I mean, we are just like joke yeah. a minute. It doesn't even begin with that. Uh, I, I think that's kind of a signature of the old Adult Swim style, right? That we're just yeah. one bit into the next, one bit into the next. And, and Birdman works so well with those little, um, you know, interspaced, uh, not title cards, but like the, the gavel coming down and, and that stuff, just moving it along, moving it right along. Yeah. There's no transitions. It's just a, a half yeah. second little clip to get to that next beat. And that's. Man, that's funny. And Toby Huss nails it there. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I might have picked this one for a special purpose or reason, I guess. You know. Oh, hell, I'll take it, man. I mean, yeah, I've been following wonderful. along Dangle, and, and Toby Huss is great. Um, I was talking to Johnny a few weeks ago when I saw him about how much I love Toby Huss and the Weird Al movie and everything. He's he's a national treasure. Love him in Reno. Yeah. yeah. Adventures of uh, Pete and Pete. I don't know if y'all caught that one. Nope. I I don't no I don't I can't say I've ever seen that one but I mean I it's cool he I'm plays s- already the strongest man in the world and he's really not but he's he's cool <laughs> he's fun okay. to watch he works really well with the uh, kid actors it's good old right. Nickelodeon show from the nineties yeah. awesome okay um favorite moment anything stood out to you guys I uh, for for me it was definitely the uh, the repeated attempts to cool down uh, Ernie's old lady there with the the water in the courtroom <laughs> and the. <laughs> The fire extinguisher and everything, and just her gross, like, guttural grunts getting all horned up and turning. Ah. <laughs> oh. So, for me, it's definitely. Wait a minute, you, you saw him scratch his nose? Yeah, he was doing it when he was getting off the bus. Just the random flailing. Oh. He's getting peeled off oh, the I'm truck. Bro- I'm getting. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm I'm getting going right. to hell for it, but eh. <laughs> I like him sitting on the uh, stand and uh, uh, Friesman or Freezoid is trying to like cross examine. He's just revving his motorcycle. I'll freeze your ass. What? I'm sorry. Right on. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Great pick. Great pick, Mark. I'm a big fan. Well, who wants to go next? Um. Johnny, you or me? Um, go shoot for it, Brad. All right. Let's go to um, Season 2, Episode 4 of C-Lab 2021, Der Dieb, which, uh, Johnny, you're the one living in Germany right now, but uh, yes. you could correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe this translates to The Thief. This is probably my all-time favorite Adult Swim series. Uh, it's got some some real bad whiffs in it. It's It's maybe the most inconsistent series I've seen them put out. The highs are perfect. And I know you guys hit on this one for the, the Christmas time. The Feast of Alvis is yes. definitely like a top three episode for me, but this one is also perfect. I mean, any any episode that really heavily features Captain Murphy is an Adult Swim classic. Okay. 
I, I feel like I've seen C-Lab before, because wasn't this, uh, like, this was an actual show before it came to Adult Swim, right? Yeah, so C-Lab 2020 ran in the 60s or whatever, and then, okay. um, if I understand correctly, so this is uh, Adam Reed and Matt Thompson, right? So the guys that go on to do mm-hmm. uh, Frisky Dingo and then Archer. Right. And uh, as I understand it, one of them used to work at Hanna-Barbera and then got canned and just absconded with the c-lab 2020 footage and then oh wow okay they kind of put the show together or or got permission to put the show together when they got hired at adult swim and used it's it's almost all recycled animation i mean there's definitely you'll see like there's some stuff that they animate specifically for the show but that's the cool thing about it is like most of the production cost here is just in voiceover work. It was put together super cheap because they've got all the the character models and everything, and don't have to to do a lot of drawing over it. And it's just ridiculous, it's just absurd. Nice. Yeah, I yeah, I have I'm very stoked. fond memories of watching Sea Lab with you, Brad, when we lived uh, together on Poncha on first, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, ah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> memories. <laughs> Sorry, I got a metal plate in my head from when I jumped that ravine. Johnny, when'd you get here, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> that that house with the uh, the puddle of ice that never drained off the driveway. That the one that I watched you showed beat up to in October for about a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kept trying to ship it because, like, we could you could not turn off of that street. You know, it, we were literally next door to the college, so it's the highest trafficked area in town, pretty much. As people are going and looking for parking spots. That patch of ice was there from October until April, yeah. and it never melted. And if it did melt a little bit, it was actually just you know more melt from the sides pooling there because it was a low point on the street. And it was it had to have been what like eighteen inches by three feet wide. This patch of ice oh. that just it never it was, yeah oh worst place I ever lived, best roommates I ever had. Black mold. Remember all that fucking black mold just everywhere all the time, always everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, I remember having to have a. Uh, in Colorado, like one of the driest states in the country, I remember running a dehumidifier 24 hours a yeah. day. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Damn kids. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, let's yep. start him up. Let's do her. Brad, count us down, buddy. All right. I am starting in three, two, one, play. That's crap. Mars is wild, untamed. I'm forming a cadre of Martian knights. Charged with enforcing Martian law. Huh? Martian knights? Now, who's ready to beat some ass? I'm in. I dub thee Sir Phobos, Knight of Mars, beater of ass. Be a hitter, babe. (laughs) It's not even my birthday. (laughs) 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 Yes, so that's Derdeeb. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's there's a lot that, uh, that that goes into my everyday quote lexicon from C Lab in general, but especially that episode. Um, love uh, Murphy's deadpan response. The mm-hmm, okay it shows up in a lot of episodes, <laughs> and I like that. And then um, definitely anytime my lady wizard asks me to do something, the uh, I be delighted <laughs> comes out all the time <clears throat> oh shit um yeah kind of kind of a, a bloody one there for sure but uh it, 
I, I enjoy it. What, anything that you guys liked or did you did you hate it altogether? Oh, it's just the worst thing ever. No, no. Uh, I, the chaos of the episode. I like that it just kind of ramps up, just goes and goes and goes. I that's I can I can really enjoy that. Yeah, it just keeps yes ending itself in the madness. It's Serphobos, Sir Demos. <laughs> Who the hell is Sir Demos? Can't believe I had sex with you like nine million times. Since we're saving it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that one definitely requires a little bit of context from the show to know that Debbie's the you know, the, the town bicycle. <laughs> Everybody gets uh, a ride, but Okay. Um But uh I, I think you, you kinda get the picture right off the bat, which she's like, and my hair dryer or uh, she's the back massager yeah, right? the back massager, back massager. <laughs> like, it's like clearly her vibrator got stolen <laughs> um yeah definitely some uh manic energy in that one but uh i i the, all the the martian law jokes and the the callbacks of the sparks can i marry people it, it, captain murphy's just so all over the place in that one it's great, but I, I love his voice actor, and then of course, like a little bit of MC uh, MC Chris in there. He does the Hesh bit at the end, and then pretty sure he's also the little Frodo in the <laughs> the Lord of the Rings crew there that just okay randomly shows up. <laughs> um, oh, that was wonderful. great. Um, I really get an Archer and Frisky Dingo vibe out of it. Yeah, you can you can tell that it's the same creator. Like it's that snappy dialogue, yeah. right? Absurd situations. Yeah. Um it, it is a He knows when to cut in a joke at just the right spot. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a huge bummer. I know that Captain Murphy voice actor would have been a staple of Archer if uh if he had been around, but he he passed like shortly after season 3 started filming mm. on C-Lab. So that's why you get a, oh, okay. into season 3. He's he's around for like 3 or 4 episodes, I want to say. Maybe it's more than that, but we get a replacement okay. captain and and in my opinion the series really kind of falls off a cliff there. He's the heart and soul of it. Uh, all, all all the best episodes are big Captain Murphy episodes. But watch The Legend of Baggy Pants if you need some more C-Lab to watch, but <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Johnny, you're up, buddy. What are we, what are we watching? Okay, so we're going to do Season 2, Episode 6, Victor Echo November. So I, I've definitely so watched a good chunk of Venture Bros. I have not finished the series, but this is one that uh, uh, every time I watch an episode, I really do enjoy it. I know um, my buddies in yeah. high school, The uh, I, I think it might be from the pilot, but the Brock Sampson, they hit me with the car when he comes <laughs> back up from being buried alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely a very uh, oft-heard quote from from the old crew from high school. Uh, so. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I did. So I did a little bit of research on this. I can give you guys a, a brief synopsis here. Um, it's, this is featuring the voices of James Urbaniak, Michael Sinterklaas. I think he's Dutch. Uh, Chris McCullough, Doc Hammer, Stephen Rattazzi, Dana Snyder, and of course the incomparable Patrick Warburton. This series has seven seasons and four specials, and they just finished filming the movie that's going to wrap everything up because they got canned before they oh, got wow. an official, like, um, yeah, like an official ending of it. Uh, they were supposed to do uh, an eighth, eighth and final season on HBO, and HBO's like, no, that costs money, and we don't want to wait. All sorts of shit like that. Uh, but um, 
the the basic premise for th- those of you out there listening that have never seen the, the Venture Brothers is it's basically what would happen if Johnny Quest grew up and was not very <laughs> successful and had had two kids that were basically the Hardy Boys that are also just like they've got a combined IQ of about twenty. I feel like in any given that's point. generous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is well hank for sure he definitely detracts dean's actually kind of smart but hank takes points away from him um and it's so it's him constantly he's living the life of a boy adventurer like johnny quest in, into his adulthood he's still getting hen, like he's still got these henchmen that are constantly uh, going against him these super villains his biggest villain is the mighty monarch who dresses up like a butterfly um there's all these ridiculous organizations like the Office of Secret Intelligence and the Guild of Calamitous Intent, and it gets into this really cool, rich backstory, but I picked this episode because you're going to get a little taste of just about everything. You're going to get Henchman in it, you're going to get uh, Doc in it, you're going to get Brock in it, you're going to get Hank and Dean in it. Like, it's, it's fantastic. So, a little right. bit of everything. So, let me know when you guys well, are ready. Before we get going, do you guys right. have any updates to your Wizard's Cups? You know, I'm still enjoying mine. Uh, I'm on my second Modelo before right. I crack open a Bud Light. Uh, my tastes are quite vanilla. That's <laughs> all right. Um, Johnny, I'm doing a callback to you, buddy. I got a Rogue Bat Squatch. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. You brought me those, I forget what time you came down, and we recorded like 22 episodes of Dangle Podcast in a row and got real drunk, but... Oh, yeah, we absolutely did. Hey, anything that's got a cryptid on it, uh, as listeners out there know, Mark's got to have it. Yes, I do. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, whenever you're ready. I'm ready when you guys are. Yeah, cut. cut, Let's go in. Yep, let's go in three, two, one, go. Naked. Holy crap! Whatever it is, we didn't do it. I believe you. Stay here. Don't do anything. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Yes, I understand, sir. Well, on the upside, finally dropped one. Yeah, me too. Hello, Brock. I was wondering when you'd show up. I had nothing to do with this. Phantom Nimrod was showing off in front of my girlfriend. I told him. All right, stay out of this one. No, duh. He's in the next stall. Hey, how's that dickweed boss of yours? <laughs> Don't push it. <laughs> all right all right gentlemen what'd you think i don't watch a lot of venture bros i i've seen a couple episodes in the past but god it's it's so easy to get into and you don't need any goddamn context at all and it's just so it's so good that is a great selection for an episode, John. Like you, you're right. It really does get you like the whole picture. Like could be a, a, a perfect first episode, proof of concept to show somebody. Uh, if you're not just going to go to the pilot. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to rack my brain of like, how, how can you get a little taste of everything that I love about the Venture Bros? And like, this even has a, a surprise appearance. I forgot that it's got Billy Quizboy in it. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> great. Like you, you even get like the weird tertiary third rank characters. Like w- the only thing we're missing here is Sergeant Hatred for this to be like a number one episode for me. But cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys like it. There's, there's some subtleties in the way that Doc Hammer does these because he like... He he and Jackson Public, I think, do most of it themselves. It's why they've got like three year periods where there's no nothing yeah. because they're just doing everything themselves. And um, 
like this the subtleties in it I, I don't know if you guys caught it right when brock jumps into the bathroom and he's he's with 21 and 24 you can actually hear the foley of 21 like taking a shit like you hear it hit the water <laughs> I missed that before he says it it's there you can hear it I'm like, okay that's a that's a level i really didn't need but i appreciate it i will have to listen for that the next time no that yeah you know find me an adult swim show that does more world building than venture bros uh, it's yeah yeah it, it's definitely yeah. at the well, peak of that uh, i yeah it feels like the kind of thing that could show up on like it feels very much adult swim but it could show up on so many like it could be an fx show too it yeah. oh absolutely it's got more broad appeal than anything else they've put on the network it's uh they got lucky with this one honestly it's i yeah no, I, I absolutely agree. I, do, I think that without Venture Brothers kind of setting the stage and saying, hey, we have an audience for something like this, we would have never gotten something like Rick and Morty out of out of Adult Swim. Ah, yeah. Um, no, that's... It, yeah. Something to be so, said for that. Yeah. I, well, I'm I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, I, I noticed the score that. in this one, too. Like, I really liked the uh, the piano score at, at the very beginning with Phantom Limb killing his uh, art yeah. buyer and uh, just the, the through lines of the theme and everything. It's good. It's oh really yeah, good. Uh, I there's there's some good misdirection there. I I think they say later, like maybe fourth or fifth season, how Phantom Limb actually loses his limbs. But <laughs> with this one, you're left with like three possibilities. I like oh, that I, too, though. I just assumed yeah. that the monarch was right, and then it just gets more ridiculous from there as it like gets more <laughs> second-handed and telephone gamed. But that's that's good to know. I'll have to keep watching to see what it really yeah. is. Oh, see, I, oh, yeah. I kind of took it as like a like silly like origin story for us uh like a comic book villain like joker's different pretty much every time you know oh yeah right yeah. right so like phantom limb like how'd he lose his hands oh he was a magician oh his 12 year old scientist roommate did it stuff like that like, <laughs> yeah do you know was timothy dalton like uh an actual influence for phantom limb there because he feels like a timothy dalton bond in a big way i I've never, I've, I've never looked into it, but that would not surprise me, because um, you're right. Like it, it's very much, I, I'm, I'm really cool and I'm really suave, and the second you cross me, I'm going to kill you, and that, that's Dalton's bond to a T. Yeah. Like very, very heavy on the violence. Or uh, Simon Skinner and Hot Fuzz. Just, I, I don't know anybody with a pencil mustache. Yeah. I immediately jump to Timothy Dalton. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, well, tell you what, do you guys mind if I hijack the next one? That way I can get out of here. Sure. Yeah. Rock on. All right. So um, it, since you guys are so gracious to let me hijack this next spot here, I'm going to direct you to season one, episode three of Metalocalypse. Oh, <laughs> is that one of my <laughs> all time favorite episodes here. Um, this is uh, birthday death day. And just like the last one, I, t- I took a couple of notes here. Um, this is the show is created by Brendan Small and Tommy Blocka. Uh, its story surrounds the mega metal band Death Clock and their various rock star antics. Uh, they're they're basically the most influential band in the entire planet. And this is this is to me honestly like the best representation or the most watchable representation of the gore era of Adult yeah. Swim. Like things like Super mm-hmm. Jail mm-hmm. and all that stuff. This to me is the most like connectable, I guess. Um, four seasons, 61 episodes, one special, four full music albums, because they had the death albums, one through three, and then, oh, they, they've got another one that they rounded everything out with. Second best at World I Building? would say second best, yeah. yeah. I, 
Do you guys have a favorite song off of off of this series? Because like everybody knows a handful of them. I think what was it? Um, Thunder Horse made it. Thunder Horse made it into um, into Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the first time I'd ever heard Death Clock. But my my favorite is probably the Duncan Hills Coffee Jingle. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The Duncan Hills Coffee Jingle is oh. great. Um, no, I, I definitely I own the first Death album and have listened to the second one yeah. quite a bit. Um, but I, I think for me, it's probably Mermaid. Yeah. Ooh, okay, is, yep. is my favorite. Mermaid, Mermaid, <laughs> yes. Mermaid. Yes. Um, well, and the two of you that know my lady, this is like one of the first things she and I ever bonded over in college because she was a big metalcore mm-hmm. fan and I did not listen to metal at all. So yeah, yeah, I. I still don't listen to metal, but I love Death Clock. I, I, yeah, they're great. Okay, well, when you All guys right. are ready, I'm ready. I'm ready when you guys are. I got it pulled up. Okay, Munich, Germany. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start her in three, two, one. And now. The blackest present for the most brutal of all bass players. The thing. Are you What's wrong? My record's backwards on Kill Yourself. Hey, Fatso! We got your favorite thing! Disappointment! And you gotta watch to the end because you need the, the music, right? Oh, I clicked that X on the next episode pop-up. So fucking good. Happy birthday. Oh, you're gonna die. <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, that is my, my contribution here. Um, so, what did that make you guys feel? Nothing. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, that is yeah. That's an iconic episode of an oh. iconic show. Yes, it's. I said uh, I, I was. I was trying to shoot for like I said my two of my two big Adult Swim shows. Like, what's gonna get people into this? This shit right here. <laughs> that's great. Percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love love the Mercury Cake. Like, say you know, there's it. It really takes me back. Uh, this was a show. That uh, when it started running, caught on with with my my guys in high school. Bought the Delta album right away, and this was mm-hmm. uh, birthday death day. Was my my first favorite song on that album. Play oh, on yeah. loop in the car while we were driving to rehearsal or whatever. Um, that's great. And like we say, you know, uh, Toki just being so wholesome here with the macaroni, <laughs> but a lady. It's so cute. It's His so red cute. hots that he, he just has to eat. I <laughs> when I, I'm gonna play the Euro trash card here. I got to go to the Netherlands like a little over a year ago, or about a year ago, and I remember very distinctly uh, texting Mark and going, "Guess where I am?" and just sending him a screenshot of of um, uh, Squizgar just going the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. But oh, it's, yeah, it's it, very sentimental to me. This this show, like I said, it's one of the first things that my lady and I ever connected on, but it's just so damn good. And you don't have to watch the episode to enjoy it. You can just, like like we've been talking about, go and turn on, turn on that first Death album. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark, any big uh, moments in here that crack you up or anything? No, Besides just... the reveal of the, the most metal present anybody can ever give you. 
most metal present ever. I, I like Squizgar signing the uh, Prince the Prince of uh, Denmark's nose cast, <laughs> just bleeding <laughs> from the goddamn thing. Earl <laughs> signs it. <laughs> and then, of course, the appearance of Doctor Roxo for the first time. Oh. Also, yes, kind of buried that lead. <laughs> Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown, he does a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's it is crazy to me because I think I mentioned uh, you know I almost uh, landed on a home movies episode to pick okay. for my selection for this, and to see Brendan Small go from that to this is pretty cool, and right. have such a hand in both. It, yeah. They're just so disparate, but all, both you know so technically strong so uh inventive so creative uh fully realized it's beautiful it's great oh yeah yeah oh absolutely fantastic show well with that being said johnny you got to get out of here you have a ultra wizard commitment to do so um, I, I do i'm gonna i'm gonna cast my my spell of vanishing yeah, um, we can add some cool you... like yeah, sound clips here. I don't know. I'll see what I can, I'll see what I can fucking do. I I am the edit wizard. Um, yes. You want to tell those good people where they can find you, Johnny, and where they might find you and I together? Yes. So for that extra special crossover uh, tidbit here, because I'm gonna dip out first, I get first dibs. Uh, you guys can always catch me on the Dangle Podcast. We're a weekly King of the Hill rewatch podcast where Mark and I talk about two episodes of that beloved animation classic, King of the Hill. Uh, we talk about the highs, we talk about the lows. We have this really cheesy patented rating system that we go through every single damn time, and. Guys, we're getting into some really good stuff. We're almost to season nine. So if you have a vested interest in King of the Hill, or if you're just kind of curious what, what in the world would possess us to talk for almost 200 episodes about a damn show, you got a lot of uh, a lot of examples here. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. That's where I'm, I'm most active. It's Krautball. Kraut is in sauerkraut, and ball is in Swedish meatball. Uh, but yeah, um, you guys enjoy the rest of your adult swim. I'm kind of sad I can't stick around, but hey, wizard's gonna whiz. Wizards got a whiz. It was great talking to you. You could say, yeah. I was delighted. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Hey, just so long as I'm not one of your first super, uh, super villain uh, targets, and then we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you Thanks later. Thanks for being here, John. Love you, buddy. Be well, man. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're we're chilling. Uh, I just refilled. I I have another Modelo here. Right. Um, thank you, thank you, Papa Wizard, for supplying me with my fix today. <laughs> um, so I think uh, for our next pick, uh, it, it would be it, it feels tough to do an Adult Swim, pick six or seven things, and not hit on Aquatine Hunger Force. Am I crazy? So. Um, for my pick, I, I don't think it really requires a whole lot of context on Aqua Teen. It's one of my favorite episodes. We're going to go to season four, episode 11, Antenna. Antenna. All right. It's two little yeah. weird looking white aliens here. All right. I got yep. her pulled up. Yeah. I, um, I, the, I never watched Aqua Teen. I watched it with like my brother a couple times, but not really. Um, until Josh showed me last uh, for our the last Adult Swim special that we did, the um, 
Um, oh my God! The the ghost the, of like Christmas. The ghost past. of Christmas past from from the future. Yeah, that one. Thousands that one. <laughs> of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> he did not know what science was. Yeah. I I was listening to that, and you guys definitely. Um, I'm sure when you were watching it, uh, before but before you came back, you chatted about it. But my absolute favorite bit from that episode uh, did not make it into the episode. Thousands of years ago, long before they unionized. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who unionized? (laughs) 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 It's so good. Uh, Dancing in there and everything. That is uh, absolutely (laughs) one of my favorite. Uh, (laughs) Silly daddy, you can't eat cop it. No, no, of course not. Not like that. (laughs) Boil it first. Make it soft. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, that is a great Carl episode, and Antenna here is a great Carl episode. It also features one of my favorite voiceover actors of all time here. We get a lot of good George Lowe in this, so yeah. uh, I'm going to go ahead and click play here if you're ready to go in uh, three, two, one, play. Go. Send voiceover artist George Lowe. Yes, George Lowe will force him from the tower. What's up, Frymlom? Who are you? Captain Beefy, Jorm Lom. Hail Gibanla forever. So what do you want? God bless you and all you do for television, Frylock. You know our children are learning from you. So you You look tasty and heavily salted. Okay, okay, okay. My okay, ex-girlfriend look, 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 was salty. Man, look. <laughs> can I stop you for a second? Uh, okay. Another joke for another time. So why are you here? The home office in Grand Rapids sent me down to uh, get you off the tower. Uh, it's affecting the morning show. You being here, the morning guys can't do their thing. The nutty bunch, Larry and Eric. So, wait a minute. Can you get me a regular gig? What? <laughs> it's a joke, for God's sake. Okay, let's start this again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love meta stuff, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Where we just insert George Lowe into this, who is quite possibly the most iconic voiceover artist in Adult Swim history, right? I mean, this is this is the voice of Space Ghost yes. descending from the tower yes. to argue with Frylock over <laughs> over the most mundane stuff. I mean, that whole conversation with Frylock and George Gorglom on the tower is just great. And then all of them at the end. I had a six-figure deal with the internet. It's so good, and I I really like the uh, it, it's been an uh, an ever present. It just lives rent free in my head. Uh, you could get two sketches for that, or uh, two autographs for that, or a sketch and a hand job. <laughs> I kills me. This is uh, like I say, I think it's pretty good. Uh, you don't need a ton of context on this one. You you really get it from it. Master Shake is a piece of shit. Frylock is the problem solver. Meatwad is a child. Yeah. Carl is the dipshit neighbor that gets them into a bunch of shenanigans, and we're off to the races. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. At, like, no context. You don't need nothing. Just like, oh, I'm watching a show. They're stacking boxes, only I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. Do that he wouldn't get it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Tilt your head back, Carl. Do not cut down the tower while I'm up there. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't. Other than you asked me not to. <laughs> Other than you asked me not to. <laughs> he's, oh, I, it's 
I mean, we were just talking about Metal Ocalypse, right? Where, like, they're all pretty raging assholes, yeah. pieces of shit for the most part. And then you got Toki just being the, the innocent voice of reason. And Aquatane's not altogether different, except Firelock's not really an, an asshole like the, the Metal Ocalypse guys are. But Toki and Meatwad are very similar characters. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so it's a good app. I haven't watched Aquatine, but I feel like I know enough. I don't know. Isn't Meatwad like integral to like the plot later on, or something in the movie, or something? Right? Like he's the like key MacGuffin or something? Or am I crazy? Uh, uh, so so truth be told, I I ain't watched the movies. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I've watched the first like four or five seasons, probably. I've watched the first couple seasons a billion times because they have some great guest stars. I mean, H. John Benjamin and uh, the David Cross episode in season one, the Happy Time Harry episode is. I almost picked that one. Okay. Um, the uh, the the Jiggle Billy doll. So Meatwad buys a doll. It's called Happy Time Harry, and he's got red dancing shoes and uh, <laughs> uh like a shiv for a right hand. Jesus. As David Cross said, it's most nihilistic. And uh, Meatwad gets him as a consolation to getting the the Jiggle Billy doll with, which is the the hillbilly with his moonshine and his musket. <laughs> Commence the jiggling. And he, he dances and it's a good time and he's an innocent little doll and Happy Time Harry uh, convinces him to kill himself if I'm not mistaken. I mean it's it's just it's it's great. The David Krause episode is awesome. The, the John Benjamin Moth Monster Man episode is awesome. Okay. The cold opens in the first couple seasons with Doctor Weird. Yeah. Are awesome. It's a it's a pretty good show. It's a pretty good show. I need to look into it more, but yeah. It's also like a lot of adult swim shows, honestly, you know, fairly inconsistent. We get some stinkers, but like C Lab's worst episodes are probably worse. Like there's an episode of C Lab that is just essentially the nineteen sixties C Lab twenty twenty that they put directly in. They just pull it straight over. It's played <laughs> like a drama, like action, tense drama. And and the joke is just that at the end of the episode, C Lab blows up. This is the only <laughs> joke in the whole episode. It's eleven minutes of watching an old Hanna Barbera show, and then the station blows up at the end, and it's it's terrible. It's just not like worth your time at all. But when it's good, it's uh again like, kind of like uh, that Birdman episode where I was talking about like more than laugh a minute. Like we're talking a laugh every fifteen seconds. Yeah, where they're just cramming jokes in, and it's like. You know, first six seasons of Simpsons level. Yeah, right. Joke, joke pacing. That's great. <laughs> All right, you got one more for us. We got Mark? one more. Yeah, um, we're gonna watch Primal. Gen- uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. You might remember from such shows as Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack and the super awesome animated Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Have you watched this show at all? Do you know anything about it? I, I have not, but it's been one that I have been very interested in checking out because like you say he is he's a titan of cartoon network animation and i grew up on on his show he also uh, if i'm not mistaken he had a uh he was the creator and writer director of most of foster's home right which uh yes i think my so. four-year-old has started to watch a, a lot lately yeah that's 
I don't know. He's so he's just so imaginative compared to so many of those creators getting some funny stuff out there. So yeah, this is uh, not funny. Basic premise is there's a caveman named Spear and a Tyrannosaurus named Fang, and they're palling around together. Um, Spear lost his family. Fang lost her family, and now they're trying to survive in this like prehistoric world. Um, okay. And I, I didn't give the episode, did I? Sorry, we're doing ep- uh, season one. Episode 7, um, Plague of Madness. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I am all about this show. Um, I, I think it's super cool. Like, it's one of those ones, you just, like, you find a thing, and it's a new thing, but it's, like, just kind of familiar. Because, again, it is Gendy Tartakovsky, so, like, you, you understand the animation style, so that, like, makes it more comfortable, I think. But then, like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just, I don't know. I wanted to watch Gory Dinosaur Mayhem because, like, we're watching Metalocalypse. And, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I'm ready if you are, yeah, sir. I'm with it. Yep. Give me the countdown. All right. We're going to hit it in three, two, one. It's good. It's good. I still think Venture Bros might have it. But, I mean, through that throughout the episode, like, this probably has has venture bros on score overall but the the peak of the this is also like 15 years older like and venture bros is to be fair a comedy yeah. show this is decidedly more realistic. yeah man um i really enjoyed that I, I like i thank you for sharing that with me that was something that uh I, i've been meaning to expose myself to but having somebody you know, force me to watch it essentially um not not force <laughs> but you know um have a have a kind structured of, you know. opportunity to watch the zombie dinosaur structured episode. opportunity yes it was very good um uh very cool that there is uh literally zero dialogue in the episode and it, it tells a complete story that you you can't miss like you know exactly what's going on it's it's a chase scene to rival mad max fury road um passes yep. passes that brecht test i know we we chatted about that briefly but that's always something that i think what is what is the brecht test brad so as i recall the brecht test is basically saying you know if we strip all dialogue and uh and and word for, spoken word from a uh, performance piece or a, a visual medium does the story still tell itself um and it obviously does i mean when you have a a silent film more or less where we just have underscoring and uh, some foley some sound effect and that sort of thing then it has to pass the brack test right but this is really good i mean watching the zombie dinosaurs get at it it's um the the art style is very striking definitely reminds me of samurai jack um you know but samurai jack would use dialogue carefully it was never heavy-handed about it it always yeah. tried to be as much of a, a silent show as possible but yeah uh really very cool very cool man right on yeah i i am all about primal like i watched it all like when it first came out and it is pretty much just that it is hyper violent and really cartoony it's almost the violence all of it it's really cartoony just like duh it's a cartoon but like it's just so all of it is over the top. Yeah. And I I just kind of enjoy it. It's just kind of like a neat way to shake it up and it's different. But it's also like 
I don't know if you caught this, in some frames, it's real low resolution. Like... Yeah, you know, Adult ah. Swim budget is not always big. Um, you pick your battles, and uh, I think it communicates what it wants to, but definitely, especially early well, I almost on. think it benefits. I almost think it benefits from, like, there are some shots, like, that are kind of beautiful, like the dinosaur, like, turning into, like, ash as it melted into lava. Yeah. Versus, like, there's some scenes of, like, spear running, and it's like, man, this is, like, just, like, charcoal pencil, like... Yeah, we, we talked about it looking like a little choppy sometimes, where it could have used a few more frames per second. Um, yeah. It just looks a little, like, rushed almost. But it works. It works really well. Like, like I was saying, the only thing that doesn't really work for me at all there is kind of a small nitpick in that Spear and Fang have essentially no agency over the resolution there. The, the bad dino runs itself into the lava as it's chasing them and, and meets its own end. But again, you know, that's, it's fine. It works okay. Um, it's just, if I were to, you know, throw some critique at the writer and say, you know, what could we look at doing something a little differently here? That's probably what I'd point to. Interesting. See, I like the ending of the, of it, like dying in the lava field because like the zombie dinosaur is now a force of nature. And like, what do you do with a force of nature? You let it burn itself out. Like, okay. Okay. You can't stop it. Like, these two mortal beings are literally powerless. Like, we see this thing fall off a cliff. Like, it should be dead. Like, this zombie brontosaurus should be super dead by this point, but it's not. Sure. And then, like, so how do you deal with, like, plague and infestation? Well, like, you can, like, you know what? You you know, the fever. The fever burns out the infection. It dies in Lake of Fire. Like, but, like, the two protagonists, they have literally no ability to affect their situation. Do you feel and like I they... Kinda, I kind of look at it like that. Do you feel like they let it there intentionally, or just that they ran there and that's where they wound up? I think, I think because there was a moment there when, like, they're kind of, like, running away from it, and, like, Spear sees, like, the lava pits, and, like, the, it bubbles up on him and burns his arm. And I think he kind of okay. realizes, like, okay, this isn't safe. We gotta get through this, but maybe we can trap this thing. Okay. And then they kind of do. But but also, but also, it's a caveman and a dinosaur. So, like, <laughs> there's no, like, nobody's getting this shit. Like, they don't know what germ theory is. They don't know. They, they, they've never seen any zombie movie where, like, you burn the dead after the fact. So, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's fair, man. So, yeah. uh, no, that's cool. I, I like that as a good ending point, too. It's very uh, different from what we typically expect from Adult Swim and uh, works really well still. I, uh, another thing that I think uh, I might need to go watch more of, uh, similar to Birdman or uh, Venture Hell Press. yeah. But uh, I guess... Absolutely. Uh, anything else we want to add before we uh, before we wrap this? Or I don't think so. Um, really, Brad, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, Thanks for having me. I... Yeah, like, I know it's kind of silly to say, like, oh, I'm so excited to, to work with you because you and I have been working together for weeks now. But <laughs> I am so, I am really excited for I Can't Wait to Show My Kids. Um, I sent you the finished draft, or the finished, like, first episode, like, moments before we started here tonight. But, like, man, I am excited. I'm looking forward to this project that you and I are about to embark on. Hell and, yeah. Yeah, like, thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, well, um, where else can folks find you? Because I know that uh, Johnny kind of highlighted well, Dangled, but uh, we can get yeah. into that, and I can 
hit on my stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, you guys are already listening to the Two Wizards podcast. Tonight it was, I don't know, Two Wizards and a Warlock per Johnny. But sure, whatever, who cares? Um, you can find us there. Um, Instagram, Two Wizards Podcast. Twitter, Two Wizards Pod C1. Gmail, Two Wizards Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Marky Stardust uh, at uh, uh, Twitter. Or you can find me at Dango Podcast, which Johnny already plugged. Or Brad... Where can they find you and our new show? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's the best place to, to hit me up. I'm at BradGreening303. And uh, our new show, which drops tomorrow well, as we record this, but uh, should be uh, coming out here directly, uh, should be available as you're, you're listening to this, um, is uh, I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, our movie podcast weekly where we explore... Uh, some per- potential blind spots that Mark and I have in our cinema backgrounds and look at when, if ever, it might be appropriate to show these movies to my children. I have two boys and I'm always trying to crab media down their throats. So uh, please, you know, our, our first episode is Back to the Future. It should be up as of uh, the time that you're listening to this and you can find us two on... Two days ago. Yep, two days ago. And you can find us on Twitter at uh, Show the Kids Pod at show the kids pod on twitter uh that's uh that's what i got man so uh again thank you so much for having me here uh exposing me forcibly to the beautiful listener base (laughs) that you and josh have cultivated please goodness don't let me cost uh your show uh even one viewer i know you guys have such a great product here you guys have had so many recent episodes that have really pulled me in i love your alien stuff, your AI stuff. Uh, the mountains episode last week was great. Just have a blast listening to you guys chat and, and getting to stay connected with y'all. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Love you, Thank Mark. You. Thank yeah. you for saying so. I love you too, buddy. Glad to have you on board here in the high hammock studio. And yeah, um, guys, um, listeners, Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us in this experimental, the first ever two wizards without Josh, the wizard. I don't know. Are we still two wizards? You tell us. I don't know. Um, do that five-star rating, all that good shit. I'm not going to beg for views tonight. Just tell somebody about this. Tell somebody about this or Dangle Podcast or I can't wait to show my kids. Just say anything like, hey, these guys are kind of funny or hey, these guys suck. You should check them out of how bad they suck. And like, we'll get the hate listens because hate listens are as good as like listens. Any listen is a good listen, so you just listen, and that's all we need. Um, Brad, thank you for being here, buddy. Hell yeah. And goddamn, my name is Market. I am a wizard. Uh, my name is Brad, and I'm a wizard apprentice, and I used to teach math, and I'm just saying one wizard plus two half wizards still equals two wizards. Have a good night. I'll take it. <laughs> good night, guys. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!